I once wrote a short story in college. I think it was called Bruce Slade and the Werewolf. It was was just a guy. He was, like, not at home. And he got a call from his his girlfriend or his wife or or something. I don't remember what it was, but he had to race home. When he got home, it looked like there was a werewolf there. (sighs) What does that mean? Does that mean there was, like, werewolf hair everywhere and like the curtains were ripped up and the pillowcases were shredded everywhere yeah literally i just like i assume it looks like a dog (laughs) yeah and i think that's literally all i did i just like ended it there so a werewolf or a dog was there (laughs) bruce slade versus the werewolf or a dog a large wolf or a small wolf i remember mostly being proud of the title for some reason just because i like the name bruce slade I think that was for a course I took on microfiction, which is exactly what you think. It's just like really, really, really short stories. And I did a lot. Like the cask of Amontillado? Yeah, but like even shorter. Like they could fit, a, it fits on two pages in a book. Hmm. Like short stuff, like a hundred words. Really short, scary stories. Yeah. Welcome to the Kevin 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 Tom Horton and Kevin Angus. Short horror stories used to be a huge part of what I wrote. Like all, anytime we had to write a short story in any of my creative writing classes in college, like that, it would always, it was always a weird horror story for me. Is it like this? Do you think that like it's kind of like the Stephen King like influences for sure? It absolutely is. Yeah, of course. That was a huge influence like i forget how much horror is like important to me because i've always had that distinction i know you're uh, the same way in this regard with like not so much loving like excessive gore or even really gore at all these these days like i if anything i like a something psychological or slowly paced or just like way in the world of outlandishness i can take i'll stomach gore like i've read stephen king like i can yeah (laughs) yeah he doesn't shy away from that but that's like not my go-to what was i getting at i don't know i think i lost my thread there well you were saying about how like you used to write short stories but like so like we like we like the same type of horror like i'm i wouldn't say i'm a fan of horror but i like psychological horrors those are the only kinds i think i typically give a chance to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's just no, there's no interest for me in the buy-in for like i'll use this movie because i feel like this is one scary movie i watched in like middle school so i watched the grudge in eighth grade and it was like uh, during the daytime and like i mean that's an impactful one <laughs> kind of movies i feel like that movie is just like i didn't see the end i didn't get anything out of it in the end like I understand, like, people do it to, in a sense to be scared, but, like, that's not enough for me. Like, totally understandable. Oh, yeah. I've never actually really tried the horror side of reading books. Like, I've read books that have, like, intense sequences, but I, I can't say I've ever been scared of a book. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I probably influenced by just the fact that I was, like, given a Stephen King books 
from my mom when she would finish one she would be like read this one this one's great yeah <laughs> and so just from the youngest of ages i was like ever like everyone else reading harry potter yeah maybe goosebumps and i was i was already like four books into stephen king and there would be like three dozen pages that would be like earmarked don't read these ones <laughs> these ones are these ones are especially bad or these ones are very inappropriate read the rest uh. of it <laughs> So I'm, I don't know, I, I always have that like crutch or I don't know, there's that permanent allure to a, a good scary story. So if the production and everything is really great, like I'll, I'll totally watch something that's gory, but like, if that's like the main thing, that's a turnoff for me. Like a Saw movie. You know, I loved the first Saw movie so much because the first Saw movie, I would say is more of a psychological horror. Oh, okay. I never knew that. Yeah, it, it immediately like takes a hard turn in the, the sequels. And, you know, uh, I've seen, I think, three of them. And it just becomes, you know, a kill fest. It's just, what crazy way can we do this? But the first one, it's just a couple guys in a room. And they're just trying to figure out how to get out of the room. And it just, huh. it, it has the, the guy from uh, Princess Diaries. He's one of the guys, like the main guy. The, the short... Ooh. I think is his name the inconceivable guy or like the bandit guy the the prince the protag okay he's one of the guys did he also play zoro mm, no i think that was antonio banderas ah oh, damn i always think that he both it's forgivable because his character in princess diaries is like a zoro character yeah it's kind of what he was doing <laughs> and maybe he did in something else and i just can't think of it you know no you know who he was he was robin hood uh Oh, you're right. You're right. That might be what you're thinking of. Man, he's great. I love him. I can't remember if he's been in something recently, but he's a good one. He's a good egg. Mr. Yules. So the first one, though, so I guess I didn't realize yeah. that the first one actually had anything more to it than just let's cut off this guy's head or whatever. Yeah, no, it doesn't have like a story, really. It literally it's just like you, you start with these couple guys in a room and they don't know how they got there. They don't know what's going on. You don't know these things, and it's just like a slow burn of figuring it out with them and watching them like get paranoid and like distrust one another and you know try and escape and how that like ends up. It has some gory tragedy in it, but it's like that's not you know that's not the main uh, the main draw. I feel like the first Saw movie. I don't know. I loved it a lot. I think to be yeah. I don't remember details from the rest of them. They all are kind of just lumped in in my yeah. the sequels. But I feel like the second one was still really good, if a little more phoned in. And beyond that, I don't know. I, I won't say much about the rest. I don't think I liked three or four if I saw four. I remember liking two and being excited. Like, oh, wow, <laughs> they're, they're continuing these. More. I bet I'll like four. And then, nope. Not so much. They let you down. You really did. When I want to listen to the podcast, I turn on the Spotify. And then I end up on the Kevin podcast. You should listen to. Ah, 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 ah. Damn, that sounds awesome. I'm going to have to pause you so I can go help bring in the groceries. Be right back. Okay, boy. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, this is the secret reveal of the Thomas Horton podcast.
My guest today is Kevin. Kevin, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, nothing much. I figured I'd have you on. We would, you know, we'd have a conversation. I hear you have uh, your own podcast that, you know, you started to copy me. Is That's that's really impressive. Yeah, I thought that I would take your idea and I'd do it too. And it's great. Yeah, it is pretty great. I, I'm just so proud of you. Oh, listen, I'd love to keep chatting, but I have cats that are fighting in the other room. See you later. Bye-bye. This is a secret message for Kevin when he edits later. Kevin, do you like bananas? I like bananas. Okay, that's it. I don't get anything else for that. <sighs> yeah. dee dee sniffle doo Listen to me while I sniffle at you. Oh, what is it? He's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> Some top-notch audios. <laughs> Hello? Oh, he's still not back. <laughs> I still have the podcast all to myself. Would you look at that? Guess what, everyone? I just went and blew my nose. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Wow. <clears throat> oh, shit. Oh shit! He's back. What was uh? What was going on here? Oh, what? Oh, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on here? Huh? <laughs> oh, what? Uh, what are you talking about? Nothing. I don't know. There, there, there definitely was was zero content to be had in there. You, you can just you can just cut all that. I'll just yeah yeah. I'll just do a clean cut right from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was certainly no overlapping other podcasts that jumped in. No one sneezed. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. On an unrelated note, my allergies are kicking in out of nowhere. So I apologize. I did not mean to. Wait, you? <laughs> you got allergies now? I just leaned into the mic for that. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe I'm coming down with a cold. Who knows? It's not a great time to be saying that. Who knows? You're cold? I'm freezing. Actually, I'm warm. It's nice. In here and outside. Yeah, it's kind of nice out there. You know, it's getting warmer. It's 40 degrees over here. Wow, that's, uh... On this side of the pond. That's nothing to sniff at. God. <clears throat> How's been, like, the neighborly life, like, the community around you? Has it any, uh... No, no characters. Nothing to complain about. Thank God. It seems to be a nice, relatively quiet spot over here. I, I seem to... I feel like... <laughs> Oh, no, no. That's okay. You transferred your allergies to me. I did. It's like yawning. I I, I sneezed, and, and you saw it, and you sneezed also. That sucks. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember this, but did you... Was there like... Did I? Was there an aspect to your new living arrangement where the people living above you are like two gay builders? <laughs> I, you you added gay. Oh, did it? Oh, I, I don't remember. I don't know that that's the case. It, it, it might be. It could very well be. I was told that there. It's just two gentlemen that live upstairs. Yeah, and they're just friends. I, I know nothing. One of them's. A, I, I think one of them's a. Uh, what's what's the not a freelancer? What's a freelancer? But in contractor. Thank you. I couldn't even frame that. Yeah, yeah. But now uh, 
the more I think back to it, I don't... Yeah, it has to be. Because there's just like a whole bunch of stuff out in the what counts as a backyard. Yeah, the more I described it to her, the more she thought that it was just a, a little getaway for a couple of... It could be. A couple of gents. It could be. I have no idea. I've only, I've only seen one... <laughs> person going in and out <laughs> but then when i think no one's home i'll just hear something <laughs> so um i don't know it, it could be like a guy is dead it could be uh just like someone who's bedridden i don't know i don't i don't i won't speculate they're oh wait, what, yeah they're we're, quiet we weren't so assuming we just thought it would be like a good you were sitting there talking mad uh, shit about my neighbors it was we thought it would be like a good mentoring opportunity for you like to have like two gay dads basically mentor you and like coach you through life can you imagine that would be the greatest family two gay dads Four cats and one me. Yeah, yeah. What a happy family. Just think of like the life experience and the stories they could teach you, you know? <laughs> Tell me all, all their crazy contracting stories. <laughs> all the doors they've built together. And all the doors they've closed. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> me neither. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> but all those doors they've opened, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good night. That's the show. No, I'm just kidding. Earlier, something reminded me of something. I don't remember. Something that we mentioned reminded me of something. It's not a story, but it's kind of funny. It's from uh, work today. Oh, boy. An unfunny work story. My favorite. You know, an unfunny work story that has just enough funny in it. Perfect. I'll do my best to over-exaggerate and ramp it up as I do. So I'm a bank teller and I give people money and uh, I let them yell at me. That's like the job. It was as busy as it was like a year and a half ago. Like I'm the only one really there that isn't like brand new. I'm literally, I have seniority now. It's me and a bunch of young kids. (laughs) Yeah, they got a a little bit of taste of uh, what the old days were of that place. And uh, And I bet they hated it. (laughs) It was, oh, they, they, of course they did. <laughs> they hated it dearly. So it's just been, that that's just a little grounding background info. It's just been very busy. Mm-hmm. In addition to large withdrawals, we've been seeing a lot of big checks that people are bringing in. Yesterday, I had a member, a younger guy, come in with like a, a check for $30,000 and some change. Check was a little, it was a little weird looking, but we have a verification thing that we put it through a system and it came back fine. Mm-hmm. Which is always surprising. There's, and then it, you get in that weird spot of you either have to like try and do a little investigative work in your conversation if you want to be like, hey, is this legitimate? Or are you, uh, you being scammed? Or are you trying to scam me? What's going on? Yeah. And it's always awkward. I've gotten good at doing that without being offensive or making any sort of assumptions or anything. It's a delicate balance, I'm sure. It's, it always is, and it, no matter what the situation is, I always feel like the biggest bad guy in the world. I just feel like I'm gatekeeping everyone's money, yeah. just always, but that's another conversation. The check would have been fine, but I ended up like placing a larger hold on the funds than would have been necessary based on what I gathered from his account. He had a history of bad checks, basically. Ah. And so I did that. We place the funds on hold so that if they came back fraudulent, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't, you know, impact his account. Because if the funds cleared and then it was fraudulent, he would be, he would owe us $30,000. It would be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I did that and then completely forgot about it forever, like I do through most (laughs) things throughout the day. uh, I then helped 400 more people. And then today I got an email from someone in our fraud department, like to me personally, never happens. 
just like two paragraphs congratulating me on uh taking the initiative to place that on an extended hold because it did in fact come back from oh wow so I, I saved us saved us a bunch of money everything i've heard about where you work i was genuinely expecting you to be like yeah they ripped me a new asshole they were like how dare you do this to this person you oh you sidestepped all these whatever policies that you should have done but no, it was the exact. Well, you know, those are separate emails. I get I get emails like that almost daily where I didn't do one little tiny step right, and it's like a mark against me. It's actually a really hard job to get to stay ahead at. <laughs> like, it. I'm in a good place because I'm like, I don't know, I'm good at it, and everyone's on my side. But it'd be so easy to just always be like one mess up away from like yeah. being. Uh, action or whatever it's it's just it's ridiculous but so yeah that is totally a thing <laughs> yeah uh, those type of regular feedback so this this positive one from a whole department was a it was a change of pace and it was pretty cool so it's like great yay uh recognition hooray i did a good thing i guess and i just kept getting emails from different people oh man <laughs> it was the broad department and then uh my boss's boss who's normally just, just not. Uh, he, he, I won't get into it. He, he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. Shit. I'll say the words. Garbage. <laughs> Whatever. Just a bunch of like cringy corporate kudos emails. Yeah. And it's like, well, all these people, I have to respond to them. So I like had to respond to a couple and be like, thank you. I'm glad. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And then towards the end of the day, <laughs> another guy uh, who's clearly old. His instead of uh, any sort of regular text kudos he just sends like a, a meme that like a 70 year old would find funny like it's, it's a meme it's oh a, yeah yeah it's a it was a like a black box with like a plato's head like a statue of his head like in the middle of it so like this is a smart like the philosopher plato uh, yeah or uh, one of them one of the one of those smart greek guys so great it, it could have been so great so crates and it was like some and it was like a four sentence inspirational thing like we don't do this for the recognition we we, we, we do this because we care and we're great people and, and work ethic is yields great results i don't remember the quote at all it was so out of tune and out of touch. And then he just typed like, great job, Mr. Horton. Oh, Mr. Horton. I just died laughing. The whole presentation of it. Ugh, just, uh... Mr. Horton. I didn't realize I was talking to a titled man. Speaking of the big guns now. That's, that's right. I'm a corporate officer, vice president of operations, Mr. Horton. Damn. You are like AVP. Slowly climbing up that ladder. I'm like... I go up like two rungs and then I slide down three. I, I don't, we're not really going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like I used to fantasize about having a bank job just because it seemed like from the outside, it seemed like easiest thing to do. That's crazy. I mean, no, no, it's not crazy because you always gravitated and just excelled at you know, those more extroverted roles in society. And the math side of it too. Oh yeah, of course. Those two elements to it. Honestly, neither of these jive with how I am who I am as a person, like, naturally. So it's always, it's like I have to get in a groove every day, almost. It's really, those are the two best parts of it for me. Like, all of the good human interactions, which, thankfully, there's enough of. There are some of, yeah. Not a miserable experience. It's run to a point where I recognize more people than I don't. So I'm like, I'm turning in the that guy that everyone recognizes. Hey, Tom. 
there are many people that will wait for me personally. It just sometimes it's frustrating. Whatever. But it's that, and then it's the the, the math part of it. Yeah. Counting out the cash. It's divvying up the bills. It's a. Uh, punching in the, uh, the numbers it's crunching the numbers i don't know it's fun you sound crunchy and, and typing i like typing obviously i type fast you type fast i type fast i'd say uh put me in a room with uh with the, the fastest typer alive and he'll be like wow that guy's pretty fast george r. r martin yeah george r. r martin the fastest typer in the west he can bang out a book in one day he just chooses not to i've heard the rumor that he's a single finger at a time typist and he uses like a typewriter I have heard that, yeah. Is that, like, confirmed, or is that just people, like, just uh, making fun of him and then just getting carried away? Or do we not know? I think it may as well be at this point. I know he definitely uses, like, an old typewriter as, like, his... Which, you know, I think loads of people do that. It's not, like, a crazy thing. No, it's pretty crazy. He should be embarrassed. I'm I'm embarrassed for him, but... I always... When people do that, I I worry about... I don't worry about it, but I think about, like, the the converting it... (laughs) (laughs) I, I think about the converting it to, like, a digital format, like, that can't be like a super easy process but i guess you have to rewrite it anyway so it doesn't really matter but like i don't know i guess you just hire a copywriter a freelance copywriter you 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 pay him one cent for every 100 words and uh you make a ridiculous profit in savings i guess trust me i i know from trying to find decent writing and editing jobs online where it's almost impossible to do so the rates that people ask for for stuff like that it's ridiculous it's literally like that. It's literally any for like a hundred words, or if they're like insanely illegitimate, uh, like a penny for a thousand words. And it's like, what's going on here? I feel like that just that terribly devalues the the entire profession or or art, if you will. It is like the resume writing job. I, I do that, and that's literally all I have uh, managed to get. And I I haven't really been too active on, uh, on Upwork, the site, really, lately, but I go on every now and then to try and find stuff. I'll get, like, an invitation to apply for this or that or someone looking to do, like, a, just a regular person looking to do their own resume, but... And there's always something that it's like, I, I'm not... I'm not going through this. <laughs> like, I, I'm not taking this horrible job. For no money. It's like either way too much work or it's, eh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's terrible. I mean, I guess the only thing you could probably even justify to yourself that you're getting out of it is just, uh, is writing again. I say this as, I feel like I'm like not an intruder, but I feel like I'm, I'm not a real writer in the sense that. No, you're a real writer. I, well, you've written a whole screenplay. You're a writer. You can say it. <laughs> By that, I mean, I feel like you guys are classically trained in writing. And so, like, I don't, like, know the, no, I don't, I don't the know. formatting or, like, the, you know, I do I do my best with my high school and college education and trying not to sound like an idiot or look dumb. But, like, what, I'm trying to think of what, what, what the point out. No, I know. I know what you're, I don't know. Like, more, we're, I don't know, more seasoned at a lot of the, like, more intricate types of writing. I don't know. Like, right now, uh, the only type of writing, like, resume writing has taken over my brain because it's nine times out of ten that's what i'm writing when i'm writing so like uh, a complete absence of pronouns like i write resumes and uh you never use the word the once like yeah it's weird at the end of it i'll do a word search and eliminate any thes ons or ands or no no no, no, not that a an or the and ah, okay. just like to, to streamline the free phraseology and it it comes through on my like when i put notes on people's accounts at work and stuff and it oh i, I feel see. like yeah. it looks like i'm doing too much when i'm just like this is just how i type i'm sorry <laughs> you actually reminded me so the whole point i was getting at is is that type of work 
basically kind of like doing reps the kind of thing like it does it keep you kind of fresh as far as like a writer is concerned so there is a value to yeah okay that's part of why it, it's like so hard to at least for me in my opinion and from what i've seen is to branch out into other types of writing because everything is so specifically tailored at this point it's like yeah I just get a job writing articles for like a video game review website or whatever because i don't have any that i've already written and i don't have like that experience or that i that easy flow of uh breaking it up and how to write it there's just there's a lot to like overthink and that kind of stuff so and if like i go a long period without writing like a resume for someone then i'll like it takes me that so much longer to get back in the groove of how to quickly translate whatever i'm reading into how i'll type it up so yeah that's pretty cool yeah thank you for listening to the kevin podcast I have an external hard drive that I do not think works any longer. It's a shame. I had it for such a long time, and I don't know what if I like dropped it at some point. What happened? But like, whenever I dig it out of uh, storage and try to hook it up, it doesn't work. It saddens me. Did you like lose all the stuff on there too? Yeah, because I can't. I can't access it. I mean, it wasn't anything that I didn't have on my laptop. I had it just to back up everything. Yeah, fair enough. Honestly, my biggest concern was my iTunes library. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. My big old library. Your legally attained fast library. Oh, absolutely. I have paid for every item in that library. In sweat and blood. <laughs> he cares about the little guy like the Beatles. That's right. <laughs> I would dare not harm their monetization by uh, pirating their music. I would never. That's crazy. Why would you accuse me of that? Paul McCartney would come. He would come and personally see you out he would he would he would escort me out of my house and into the paddy wagon which he would drive to the station wagon that he also has now i don't really know what a paddy wagon is i think that's picture like those like old timey like minibus cop car things <laughs> that didn't that doesn't sound like that helped at all oh that's a paddy wagon i think so I remember, like, I can think of the contacts when they're, like, in the New York accent, like, get out the paddy wagon or whatever. It must, I think that's, like, a John Mulaney bit. Get out the paddy wagon. Yeah. The only other thing it could be is the sandwich truck from the SpongeBob movie. The paddy wagon. Oh, the paddy. Oh. I think it was called the paddy wagon. It was indeed called the paddy wagon. So it turns out that's what a paddy wagon is. I never made the, the pun connection until now, either. You're welcome. <laughs> <sighs> they strike again. Thanks for listening to the Kevin Podcast. Goodbye. See you.